There's no shame in seeking more out of life. It's completely acceptable to want to feel fully alive. If you feel a calling, if you've reached midlife or beyond and ache for something to light you up or to set you free, then this is the place for you. There's a seed inside you that wants to grow? Well, I invite you to join me in some insightful conversations about what it means to have reached midlife or beyond and find that you want a deeper connection with self and spirit, that you have dreams that you never dared act upon before now, that no matter your age, you're willing to finally meet your heart's longing and start an adventure to your true self. I'm Patty Diener, an author, an entrepreneur, and a seeker of the best life possible in our beautiful second act. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Beautiful Second Act Podcast. I'm Patty Diener, your host. And before we get into today's episode about my top five Christmas memories and traditions, um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about 2022. So the new year is right around the corner, you guys. And I know in the new year, everybody tends to start making plans for the things they're looking forward to. And if in the new year, you are starting to make plans for either a big anniversary celebration or a birthday celebration or a wedding event, consider Diener Ranch Event Center. I'm going to leave the link in the show notes for the Facebook page for Diener Ranch and for the website for Diener Ranch. And if a country setting in Northern California and the wine country is a place that you are considering, then make sure you check out Diener Ranch Event Center. Okay. Um, also, if you haven't joined Beautiful Second Act Facebook group yet, you really should. Because if you're enjoying the content here on the podcast, the Facebook group goes a little bit deeper with conversation on Friday Night Wine Live and Sunday Morning Coffee Live where we talk all about things midlife and beyond. And I just really think that it's a great community of people that inspire each other, motivate each other. And I think that you would really like it. So if you're enjoying the content here at Beautiful Second Act Podcast, you really should join the Beautiful Second Act Facebook group. Also go on over to Instagram and follow me there at Beautiful Second Act. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. Christmas. Um, if you've been following along with me, you might know that I've had a little bit of trouble getting into the spirit this year. It took me a while, but I'm finally there. Um, I just guess it snuck up on me. Um, I wasn't really ready for Christmas this year. It might have had something to do with the fact we had unusually warm weather in California, and uh, we didn't even have any rain really to speak of until just the last few days which thank God today right now while I'm doing this podcast episode, while I'm recording, it's raining outside. It's been raining the last few days. Um, it's starting to feel cozy again. You know, we've got the fire going in the fireplace and um, it's just finally giving me a sense of winter is finally right around the corner. And, you know, we're celebrating Christmas. If it's too warm outside, I guess it'd be difficult, especially like if you lived in Australia and it's and it's warm out. What do you do? I guess you put uh, the twinkly lights up in the palm tree, huh? <laughs> it's just... I don't know. I just wasn't in the spirit of it. But now that I really am and I've and I've gotten, you know, more of my shopping done and I've been with friends to go to some events, I'm realizing that, okay, what is it that really makes me usually in a great Christmassy mood? And it's reflection and tradition. And once I started diving into those traditions again, I started feeling better about Christmas. Um, one of which is community. I had a really great opportunity um, yesterday with a friend to drive and um, go over to Windsor, California, 
and I got to sit with some really great gals and talking about health and midlife and um, got to taste some recipes and just about some changes that will make us feel better in midlife and help us to live longer and feel better. And um, I really enjoyed that. So being with people and reaching out and having that community um, connection, it really makes a big difference. But um, if I'm to count down my, my top five uh, best Christmas memories and traditions, um, I know that being with family and being with people and um, that is something that has always made me feel good around the holidays. Um, you know, it's family, it's food, it's music, it's decorations. And, you know, if, if, we're, if we take the, the religious aspect of it and we, we put that to the side for a second because lots of people have different beliefs and different um, ways that they celebrate the holidays. Christmas itself for me, definitely I love um, the idea of the nativity story. I did go to church when I was a kid. My girls are baptized Methodist. Um, I, when I was a small child, I went to Catholic church with my friends to go to, um, Sunday school. And, you know, I, I loved all of the, the stories about Jesus and, and, you know, I, I, and I believe wholeheartedly in, um, in a higher power and, you know, all that. But I got to tell you, when you grow up in a household that, you know, my father was not overly religious at all. As a matter of fact, his mother was, but he wasn't. And so I kind of had to find my own way. And the way that I found my own way was through community. Like I said, I, I just kind of started reaching out and coming to my own conclusions about my beliefs. But the getting together, the gathering together, whether it was for a Christmas play or if it was, you know, a, a church um, gathering or a church um, sing-along, um, the kids would go down and do crafts or whatever it always left me feeling very happy. So um, I just wanted to say that when you get into a funk like I was earlier this last few weeks and I just couldn't wrap my brain around getting into the Christmas spirit, you know, getting involved in something that makes you feel like you're connected to somebody else or connected somehow um, to, you know, your community, it just really makes you feel a lot better. So... Um, I have five separate stories that I'm going to share with you that are all related to things, family, food, music, and decorations. And the first story, so memory number one, was the year I was eight. Um, I really remember something that today as an adult and as a parent, I got to say, was probably one of the neatest things my dad ever did for us kids while we were growing up. And um, it never really sunk in until years later when we had this conversation um, about what it is that he did the year that I was eight. And he was a single dad at the time. My dad has been married four times. But at the time, he was uh, just recently separated. It was a very hard Christmas for him, um, for us kids, too. He uh, he went and put us to bed. Now, mind you, being a single dad in a Christmas Eve, he did have a poker party that night. <laughs> and I do remember um, vaguely about having a couple of his friends staying late because they were younger than he was. My dad was 28. Yes, he was only 20 years older than me. Actually, he's 19 years older than me. And um, he 
finally made them go and the kids, you know, put, put the kids to bed. So my brother and I had to go to bed. My dad tucked us in. And not long after he, we were put to bed, um, I remember hearing the very faintest sound of jingle bells. And they were coming from outside. Now, I didn't know whether to be scared or whether to be excited. But then I heard this thumping around on the roof. And it was really loud. And then I started getting a little bit more scared. And then down the, through, the, through the living room, through the chimney sounding was this louder jingle bell sound. And I remember just going to my brother's room. And he was much younger than me. And I don't even know that he really realized what was going on. But I kept telling him to stay in bed. But I could hear Santa. Santa was here. And I freaked out. And I, I basically threw myself back in bed and threw the covers over my head. I was half scared to death and half excited. And <laughs> so all these years later, you know, uh, we talked about it. And he was like, do you remember the year that Santa landed on the roof? I'm like, yeah, I always remember that. Never really thought too much about what happened. I knew it had, you know, year when I was old enough. And I recalled that night, I figured that something you had done something. But I know now looking back, he was probably half drunk because he'd been playing poker all night with his friends. Um, but he was really, I mean, we had not much. I mean, we really didn't have a whole lot. But I know that that was so important to him that no matter what was going on in our lives, he wanted to make sure that my brother and I had the best Christmas possible. And, you know, we never went without. We never realized how broke we were. But him doing something like that was just so incredibly special, especially now that I'm an adult and, you know, I'm 53 years old and my kids are grown. But I tell that story now because it just made me feel so happy to know that my dad cared so much about us kids and he wanted so much for us to have a good Christmas, even though he was heartbroken himself and he was in the midst of a separation and you know, going to be divorced soon. And, and he still made sure that we had a really good Christmas. Um, that, that was really a very special Christmas to me. Moving on to number two, uh, my, another memory, one of my sec, a second memory uh, out of the five would be the year that I turned 10. So keeping in with the traditions that are my favorite things being family food and music and decorations and, uh, you know, memory number 10 did not disappoint when it came to that because the year that I was 10, um, we had just moved into our new house, which was a two-story house that my grandparents used to own that they'd moved out of. And we had our first Christmas there and all the relatives came back again. My grandparents came over, my cousins came, uh, drove up from Livermore and my cousins and I used to just play and have a great time. Well, it snowed that year and the snow was so special because not only did it snow on Christmas Eve and on Christmas morning, I woke up to snow, but I got a 10 speed bike and, um, I lived on a dirt road and I had this 10 speed bike and I thought, I don't know what I'm going to do about riding it, but I'm going to go outside and ride it anyway. And I did, I rode outside in the snow down the dirt road. Of course it didn't snow that much. It was kind of slushy snow by then, but, um, it just was so special to me because I remembered when I got I remember the freedom that I felt in riding that bike up and down my road. I remember the very cold, brisk air 
that was crisp and the stinging to my cheeks. I remember my family being there. I remember my grandma bringing over this wonderful food. My grandma was such a great cook. My dad playing music in the living room and the fireplace roaring. We had this ginormous fireplace. It was so big. My brother and I used to joke about how you could throw a body in there because <laughs> we're twisted like that to talk like that. But, you know, and the decorations were always, the lights were always so beautiful. But the year I turned 10 was a really special year, and I'll never forget that. Oh, memory number three. This one was tough. This one is very special, especially when I consider talking about community and friends and family. And you'll have to forgive me if this chokes me up, and I hopefully I'll get through this without crying. But a very dear friend of mine in high school named Robbie Walker, he was such a wonderful, wonderful human always joking, always everyone's friend. Sadly, he committed suicide shortly after Christmas. But that Christmas, unbeknownst to us, we did not have any clue that Robbie was even depressed in a way to even consider such an act. Um, I remember that I was at my home and my friends around the corner, Natasha and um, Robbie, they came over and they sat on my fireplace hearth and they drank cocoa with me. And we were, I was 16, Natasha was 15, Robbie was 17. Um, he might have turned 18 by then, but I think he was 17. At any rate, um, I remember we had such a great afternoon laughing and joking. We had Christmas music playing. We were sitting in front of the fireplace, drinking cocoa and having Christmas cookies and just screwing around, just being teenage kids. And we really had nothing to do that day. It was just over Christmas break. We were just hanging out. And it was a wonderful, wonderful afternoon. And it was the last time I ever actually got to spend time with him. And that really, um, it's a memory that I'll never forget because, because of just how innocent it was and about how, you know, normally teenage kids, normally, we, I mean, we, on another day, we might have been out drinking beer somewhere, you know, and burning tires. <laughs> doing crazy teenage things. But we were being so innocent that day and just enjoying being kids and enjoying each other's company and hanging out. That's all we did. We just sat and talked all afternoon. And um, I don't even know, I don't even remember what the premise was for us even getting together. It was just, we just, we just sat and talked. So that was a really great memory for me because I remember about the community. I remember the connection. I remember the food. I remember the decorations and the music. And I'm just really grateful for that time that I had then. Moving on, let's go to number four. My number four favorite Christmas memory was when I was newly married and my husband and I were spending our first married Christmas together. Now we'd been together for five years already, five and a half by then. But it was our first married Christmas together. And it was just something different. It just, it was more of a feeling. It was, you know, we had the the food and the music and the decorations. And my family connection at that point was I was so grateful to know that we were legally bound to one another for as family now. He was legally my family. And I'd taken his name. And I remembered that um, one evening we laid down underneath the Christmas tree and just looked up through the tree, up through the lights, up like, you know, as if you know, you're an animal on a forest floor, just looking up through the trees. And I remember all the other lights in the house were out. And it just was such a magical feeling to just 
lay there and looking up through the lights and, and holding on to each other and looking up there going, wow, this is so beautiful and it's so cozy. And this is, it was such a romantic thing to know that we were finally married. And, you know, I never thought before that, I never thought that marriage was that big of a deal because, you know, my dad had already been married and divorced three times by that point. And <laughs> I thought if marriage is just a piece of paper. You know, marriage doesn't really mean that much. It's it's so long as you just make a commitment to one another. Marriage is just a piece of paper. You can be together and not have to have that certificate. But just knowing that Christmas, that he was now truly my family, um, it, it just made all the difference in the world. I know I will never forget that Christmas. Number five. Um, <laughs> this one is super sweet and funny. Um, when I was 33... I had a, I had a six-year-old and I had a three-year-old. My husband had, was surrounded by women. The, the poor guy, even our dog was female. I mean, we were, we were the, all these women around this poor guy and he was outnumbered in every turn he went, but he didn't complain. And that Christmas he had brought him this huge box. I mean, it was a ginormous box. And of course it was the, you know, the old wrap a box in a box in a box kind of thing. And it was addressed to me and the two girls. By the time we got down to, you know, and it was quite hilarious, but by the time we got down to the last few boxes, for some reason, somebody got stepped on or tripped over or something happened. And then everybody started like getting all cranky. And he was just so pissed <laughs> because he was doing something so good and so nice. And yet here we were just, you know, fumbling and getting cranky and he's up and everybody just stop it he goes I, I I really put a lot of effort into this I wish you guys just pay attention to what you're opening <laughs> so we finally did get to the last box and when we opened it there were three beautiful velvet jewelry boxes in there and they were each uh there are a pair of earrings for each of us with um our birthstone earrings and they were beautiful and they were, um, you know, they were from the jewelry store. They were really good quality. They were gorgeous. And of course I'm May. So mine were Emerald and, um, my other daughter is, uh, July. So hers was, um, Ruby and then Emma's was October. And so I can't even remember what hers was. I said Opal, I think. So, I mean, they were all beautiful earrings, gorgeous earrings. And... <laughs> just was such a hassle getting all those boxes unwrapped I just remember what a fiasco it turned out to be just right there towards the end and we had to really pull our shit together and <laughs> and focus because he'd gone to so much trouble but anyway it was just such a sweet uh gesture and a beautiful present to all three of us and it was just really a lot of fun so those were the five you guys um since then of course I've had many, many wondrous Christmases with my family. Um, you know, I just, those ones stand out the most. And since then, you know, and it, get, it gets a little bit, you know, strange as, as the kids are growing up, like I'll never forget the Christmas when Fallon stopped believing in Santa Claus. And because somehow we'd been tricked, she'd secretly told Santa what she wanted. And when she didn't get it, she knew it was us and she got all pissed and she, she she threw a huge fit and she said she'd never trust us again and went running, running to her room and almost ruined Christmas. So I had to go in and tell her, look, I still believe in Santa. And if you don't want to, if you choose not to, that's up to you. Uh, but you're not going to ruin my Christmas. And if you want to, if you choose to still believe, you want to come out and enjoy, 
enjoy the holiday, then do so. If not, and stay in your room so you don't ruin it for the rest of us. Oh my gosh, it was kind of funny. There was another time when I remember we were outside feeding the reindeer. And, um, you know, we always fed, you know, set reindeer food out in the lawn. And I don't know if you guys have ever made reindeer food, but it's got, you know, oats and carrots and glitter and all kinds of shit. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't even remember what went in it. But I just remember that we were scattering it on the lawn. And it was a clear, crisp night. And um, this really big airliner went over top, <laughs> went over it. Because we're kind of in, in a pathway for um, some of the air airliners. And uh, it, <laughs> we looked up and went... Oh my gosh, it's Santa's sleigh. You better get to bed. I was so scared that Fallon was going to knock herself out because she ran, bolted in the house so fast from the lawn, went flying up the stairs and in the house. She ran and dove into her bed. And uh, yeah, that was, it was pretty damn funny. I never saw a kid run so fast, afraid that Santa was going to not be able to leave her present. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I hope that you guys enjoy your holiday. I hope that you um, can stop and think, you know, when you're getting overwhelmed about all the stuff that Christmas asks of you, if you can just remember about your community and remember about spending time with family and what all the different traditions that you have in your, in your family and within your community, what they mean to you. And then sooner or later, you'll snap out of the Christmas funk and hopefully it'll make you have fond, warm memories. Oh my goodness. Well, it means a lot to me, you guys, that you spent some time here. Um, thank you for being here with Beautiful Second Act Podcast. And if you would, please uh, subscribe, rate, and review if you listen on Apple Podcast. And don't forget to um, also follow if you're on like iHeartRadio or Spotify or um, Amazon Music or any of the other platforms. Follow along. Click the follow button so you'll be able to see any new episodes that air. Um, I will be talking to you again this coming Thursday. And I hope that you guys enjoy the rest of your week. So take care now and enjoy the holiday season. Cheers.